Hey, it's Chris Jones with The Jones Zone, and I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hey, real quick, before we get started, I have a favor to ask. If you've listened to the podcast before, or if you enjoy the episode you're about to hear, please like the podcast on social media, and please leave a review. Having listeners like and review the podcast is the fastest way for it to grow and reach more people, and we really want to share our stories with the biggest audience possible. Thank you. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Jones Own Real Estate Team. That's right. We sponsor our own podcast. So if you know of anyone looking to buy, sell, rent, or invest in residential real estate in the Charlotte, Fort Mill, Rock Hill area, have them connect with us on their favorite platform. Enjoy the show. It's Chris and Brian Jones, your real estate advocates, community connectors, talking Charlotte and York County area real estate, and interviewing business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. Count, come here. Five, four. Not from five, from three. Last time we did five. I know, and it felt like it was too long. <laughs> when you listened back to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Start from three. We'll compromise. Four. Three, because you don't tell me what to do. That's what we're doing. All right, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Jones Zone podcast. What's up, Brian? Are you coughing? I'm coughing, man. I got a little... <coughs> I'm fine, though. I'm fine. You got a little something in your throat? A little tingle? No, no. I think I'm coming down with an illness. So let's get this <laughs> podcast started. Let's get you have some perils. <laughs> you sound like Krusty the Clown. <laughs> I've never felt this bad in my life, guys. Never. Oh, man. All right, today we are joined by Preston Sandlin of Home Inspection Carolina. Uh, they do home inspections, as as surprising as Home Inspection Carolina, you know, that doesn't give it away, I guess. <laughs> home inspections right here in York County, Charlotte, surrounding areas, they do uh, um, anytime you're looking to buy or sell, invest in real estate, and you want to get your home inspected, these guys are the guys to give a call. They are also, well, not they, but Preston is also the host of the Successful Home Inspector Podcast. Preston, welcome to the Jones Zone, man. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, everybody cootie-free. is cootie-free zone. Yeah, yeah. Hi, I, I know we were, yeah, we were going to do it a Shake little, my hand, oh, man. That's right. Yeah, yeah a little while sick, earlier, yeah. and uh, I know that uh, somebody was sick. That was not me. Sure. That was Chris, okay. and then my daughter was sick. My whole house got hit. We all got knocked out but it's like a mash unit <laughs> yeah well um so that was a quick brief introduction of, of who you are and what you do but if you don't mind just uh share a little bit of your personal story some of your professional background and then how you got started doing home inspections okay cool cool well thank you um well i was uh originally a teacher uh my wife i came i went to winthrop for for physical education what was your major or it what was, was your education well i was business undergrad and then i went back to school uh for elementary education it okay was, uh, it was a master's program that i could get and i graduated back in um 91 early on and there was a recession back then i, I don't know if you guys remember and i had a finance degree which was basically worthless <laughs> because all the savings and loans were going belly up so anyway i had always drove a school bus and uh taught uh, swim lessons and managed a swimming pool and all my parents were like man you're so good with teachers you know with kids why don't you uh, be a teacher and they had one like uh class you know that sort of introductory and i took it man it was all girls (laughs) there were like three dudes and 40 girls and i'm thinking "Hmm, man, all these classes are like this i get off at three o'clock and i you know get my summers off man that sounds like pretty good 
deal to me. And about that time, Kindergarten Cop came out too. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs> you know what? Uh, when I was a kid, and I watched that movie. There was a there was a scene that scared the crap out of me, and it was like. He was dreaming, and it was raining outside, and the bad guy was out with a gun. Oh, yeah, remember yeah, that yeah, scene? yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, that, no, I remember. that scared me for I some reason. I watched that movie a bunch of times. I thought I was a kindergarten guy. Now, is this here, or where, is this in Rock Hill area? Yeah, well, Charlotte. Charlotte I, I'm from uh, Kernersville. I went to okay. see Greensboro. So uh, I came down to Charlotte to teach. And, uh, man, I'm from a small town in Kernersville. about the size of Rock Hill, but there is no Charlotte near. Yeah. <laughs> so when I first came to Charlotte, I was like, man, it's a big town. I got lost every day. And I was ready to go back. I mean, I was like, as soon as my contract's up, I'm going back because, you know, I, I'm from a town where everywhere you go, you meet somebody you know. And, uh, but then I met my wife about halfway through the year. I'm still here. 20, was she, was 23 she years too? later. Yeah. Not the same school, okay. but, uh, she was a teacher. But anyway, so what happened was, uh, my cousin, uh, owned a home inspection company and a pest control company. And I started working for him in the summers. And, uh, I had always enjoyed, I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. Um, when I grew up, man, I grew up in a trailer park and, um, I remember we got a house when I was about in seventh or eighth grade and it was like Christmas. I mean, we had been to different trailer parks and you know, there's nothing wrong with living in a trailer, but you know it, man, it's a stigma. And like we'd ride the bus and you know, you rode the bus and it went through the neighborhood first and then it went to the trailer park and the trailer park kids knew who they were. And I was one of them. And I guess what I'm saying is it was so exciting. We finally bought that house and it was a small house, but it was a house. And I felt like, Finally, we've arrived, but just so excited. You know, I got to cut grass. I got to do all this stuff. And I just remember how exciting that was and how that felt. So that's why I love now what I do. I get to be a part of that. You know, people buying a house for the first time. I mean, there for a while we were doing a program with a House Charlotte. People have been in public housing their entire life. And they have this program to help them get out of public housing and buy their first house. I mean, man, you should see these people. And, like, they teach them different classes. And, you know, one of the things I teach is, you know, like, you know, changing filters, just maintenance stuff, you know, make your house, house last. Because, you know, people live in public housing, you know, they, you know, have a maintenance person or whatever. And uh, it's just very exciting. I mean, you know, the American dream is to own right. a house. Yeah, and, uh, totally. Man, if you've never had one and you get it for the first time, there's just something about it. You know? Yeah, we, we like working with the first time home buyers as well. It's, it's, yeah. it's a special moment for the, for the clients and every, for everyone involved. So totally, I get it. Absolutely. I mean, everybody buying a house is exciting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the big thing. But but if, if somebody's buying their first home, there's something special about that, you know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So you're working for your cousin. Yep, yep. And then walk us through what what happened next. So you're doing that in the summers, right? Yeah, I was doing it in the summers, and uh, he offered me making what I was making teaching. And I love teaching. It's just, you know, you, teachers don't do it for the money. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. And, you know, I, I remember, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a talker, so I could go, like, way deep with it. But I can remember the day I knew I wasn't going to teach anymore. Um, I was in a meeting, and they told us, they said, you know, uh, there's middle, high, and low kids. And uh, they said, you know, we're not going to worry too much about the high kids because they're going to do well on the test anyway. Said, you know, we can't do much with the low kids in the time that we have. We're going to focus all of our energy and resources towards the middle because that's where we're going to get the most movement on the test scores. That's essentially what was said in this mm. meeting. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. These ain't stocks. These are kids, man. Right. Yeah. That, yeah, that sounds great for a stock portfolio. You're not going to challenge the high kids. That's These kids are going to get further behind. I was like, man, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So uh, that's, that's when I went into, uh, you know, my cousin offered me full time. So, 
I worked for him uh, about three years uh, doing my own thing. And, uh, you know, eventually got all my licenses, you know, pest control, uh, you know, wood destroy insect, which is do the termite inspection and home inspection and everything. And then uh, started my own and uh, slowly, you know, hired more and more people. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. So how, how, what year did you start home inspection Carolina? Do you remember? Um, I had a couple of incarnations. Uh, I had a couple of different partners, but Home Inspection Carolina itself was started in 2006. What did you get locked up for? Incarnation. Yeah, incarcerations. Thanks. You know, took me a second there. Yeah, like, a couple uh, of incarnations. <laughs> uh, see that. I'm familiar with verbiage, and uh, right, right. incarnation didn't throw me for a loop. So, it must have, but it but it confused you enough to, to actually ask. I was like, "What did he get arrested for?" <laughs> well, right, there so, was this thing with a fake ID when I was 19, but that was a long time ago. I didn't actually. Have it only lasted an hour. <laughs> yeah. um, so, anyway, all right. So, when you left your cousins, you you were a one man shop, correct? And correct. then now you've got several inspectors working for you, right? You're like a big big team i mean can you talk about yeah it's kind of like teaching again i got like a bunch of kids no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah i while i was a one-man shop you know I, I started marketing and you know trying to do a good job i mean obviously like i said you know people are buying their dream they don't want this dream to be a nightmare you know and it's a big investment and it usually takes all everybody can to buy that house you know to, to reach it's usually a reach for everybody so you know they don't want to move in there and have to have a new HVAC system or a new roof because they're just not prepared for that um, so anyway I was doing it and I was getting to where I was doing two and two three inspections every day staying up late at night 11 12 at night you know and uh, my wife was like you gotta you gotta do something <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know yeah you're not uh, you're I want my husband back you know so uh, eventually I started hiring people um, hit and miss with a couple but uh, man I think we have a really good group of guys now they're really uh, thorough and uh, they get it man they get it uh, you know it's like I said before you're helping people with their dream you know you get to be a small part of it, just like you guys. You get, you're helping people with the, you know, most people's net worth is their house. Yeah. The biggest dream, best investment they ever made in their life is their house. Yeah. And you get to be a small part of it. I mean, yeah. I think that's pretty exciting. It's pretty fun. What are some things that you guys do for inspections? Like when someone says, I want to get a home inspection, what are some of the things that you guys do? Sure, sure. Well, it's broke down into four systems, basically, for the basics. And out of those four systems, there's three mechanical systems and one structural system. So you got the structural system, which is, you know, the, the roof, the crawl space, uh, the piers, and all that stuff. And then the three mechanical systems are the uh, electrical system, uh, the plumbing system, and the HVAC system. So those are the basics, nuts and bolts of every house, you know, we're going to check out to make sure that it's operating. And, you know, the, the price that the person offers for that house is the price uh, that it, the market price because if some of these things need to be repaired or replaced obviously they either got to be replaced or a market adjustment to for the price of the house you know that sort of thing now you go beyond the basics and there's some uh, ancillary uh, inspections we do like radon testing for radon that's really big in North Carolina this year of the the CE uh, also January is radon awareness month but uh, we test for radon, uh, termite inspections. Usually, you're, uh, um, if you're getting a loan on the property, the lending institution is going to require a termite letter. You don't know what that is? That's a whole oh, yeah, different yeah, tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can go down that rabbit hole. But uh, yeah, termite, uh, radon, pool inspections, a um, couple other things. We have a couple warranties and things like that. What but, do you guys uh, do for the pool inspections? 
Um, well, there's depends on what type of pool it is. You know, it holds water. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there's uh, you, you know, there's different types of filters. Well, first of all, there's salt and yeah. uh, chemical pool, and they're slightly different breakdown and then from there you've got a cartridge filter a diatomaceous earth filter and a sand filter so it all kind of depends on what type of pool we're dealing with uh most popular if you build a pool today most popular is probably going to be salt water um because the salt it's cheaper long run if you think about it because salt is um you know remember back from chemistry classes nacl so that sodium chloride there you go <laughs> i learned that while i was in jail <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. breaking bad yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was doing the meth there he was a teacher too yeah yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> tell us the real reason yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway uh you know there's there's certain things that so if you're if you're inspecting a saltwater pool you're going to inspect the cell the cell is what breaks that salt down into the chlorine uh you know on both systems you're going to um obviously uh, inspect for leaks in the filtering system you know how's the filter working is it clogged up is there a lot of pressure uh that sort of thing is, are there any leaks now also if you've got a diatomaceous earth or a sand filter Basically, the way this thing works, if you think about a, a big uh, cylinder full of sand and you've got water coming in on the inside, right? And then it, it goes through the sand and the sand filters it out and it comes back out. Well, eventually, the mouth of it starts to get a buildup of stuff, you know, leaves, just the dirt stuff that's broke down. And as it gets a buildup, you get a higher pressure. Think about the air filter on your car, you know, right where that intake is, it gets dirtier and dirtier. So every so often, depending on how much use, you've got to backwash it, which basically rejambles that filter. Uh, it's basically like putting a new filter, but you know, if you don't, you'll see a pressure, usually have a pressure gauge and it starts to go up. And once it gets up to a certain point, it's just not filtering the water properly. And obviously you're gonna test, you know, the skimmers and the, the main drain and the backwash and leaks and that sort of thing. I mean, I want to say a pool's complicated, but it's really simple. I mean, you know, you've got a couple of intakes, you've got a skimmer, a main drain, uh, you've got a pump skimmer of some type, uh, and then it's going back out. And, you know, you might have a, a, a hot tub that has a variation if it's a separate motor or uses the same one, and then you've got a heater if it has that and it goes back. I mean, it gets a little easy after a while because there, there's only a couple, there's only so many variations yeah. it could have. I have a pool. It's, it's. Did you see it? It's frozen. No, oh, is it frozen? It's the top level's frozen. Do you have a freeze protect on it? I don't know. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> is it winterized? Hopefully. What the pool? Yeah. No. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now the, 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 the situated before summer. I need a place to I, I keep it on. Everything's going. The system's going good. And in the skimmer, everything's still moving like normal. So I oh, think okay. I'm okay. Okay. It's just ice got a free the, ice skating rink for Yeah. This. There's just <laughs> some ice on the top. It's not completely frozen. You set up a goal on each yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. I never turned the pumps off at all because it, it's been so cold. I was just like, man, just keep them going. Is it salt or is it? A, no, it's chlorine. Chlorine. Yeah. 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 They're they're more likely to freeze. I mean, we really got some cold weather. Yeah. It's just it's. Never done that before. It's just yeah. now there's there's patches of ice on top. I'm sure it'll be fine. Hopefully, when it gets a little warmer in the next few days, but you'll um, know. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> you start oh, seeing oh. water running down your driveway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so let's talk about marketing a little bit, man. Sure, I'm, sure. You're doing things that not many home inspectors are really doing. You've got uh, first of all, you you have a trademark look so for this is audio so people can't see it but what what's your trademark look it's the crazy pants and just, what brought so, that on man? Just... 
I lost a bet. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, man, I rolled up one day to uh, it's a long story to pick up my buddy. Um, I was in Y guys, and I'm sitting there waiting on him. This dude gets out of the car from golf, I guess, and he's wearing these Rodney Dangerfield pants, <laughs> and I'm looking at those things going. You know, I got a. I'm getting ready to speak to like a hundred people here in about a week. I need to get me a pair of those. And uh, sure enough, I did. And uh, I said, "Man, this is either they either go to. You're not gonna. You're. It's. It's like bipolar or something. I mean, you're gonna really like them yeah. or you're gonna really hate them. And for the most part, most people like them. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think the thing is. You know, there's a lot of realtors out there. You right. guys got to do something different. And, and you know, obviously, you, you got to have the goods, the chops, the services. You know, it's not just the, you know, people always say, well, those pants don't don't make you better home inspector. You know, you get that hate. Yeah, from yeah, totally. Thing, you know, and I said, you know, the pants will just get me to get them to use me once. Right. But yeah. from there on, I've got to have the chops. You know what right. I mean? So I'm just trying to say, give me that one shot. And, you know, I'll show you that, we, you know, we do a good job. And it's not just about the pants. But, you know, if you can embarrass your kids along the way yeah. <laughs> and be remembered. Well, it's funny because they definitely do make an impression. Like, I've I, when I've talked with other agents... Um, in the KW office, everyone knows, you know, even if it's the guy with the crazy pants, everybody knows who you're talking about if you if you bring up Preston. So. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, yeah, There's been days I just wasn't feeling it, and, uh, man, I said, like, you know, I'm just going to wear some khakis today. <laughs> and, man, I walk into the office, people are like, what's wrong? What's wrong, man? <laughs> are we not worthy of the pants? What's up? I mean, I bet you wore them for the other, for other office, you know? Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's a good time. It, uh I, honestly, it, it's out of control too. My whole closet. I mean, you should see. I got one whole section of that closet. And my wife thought I was out of my mind the first time um, I ever wore them. But she's seen, you know, like because you get an email. Yeah, we want that guy with the crazy pants or whatever. So now she's like, Hey, man, you need to go put on your crazy pants and go <laughs> go get us some business. <laughs> you know, so that's funny, man. And then the podcast. So you started the podcast. What inspired that? And then tell us a little bit about. What the sure, actual content sure. is. Well, thanks, thanks. And I admire that you guys got a podcast. I, I knew as soon as you said you got a podcast about it, I bet you guys listen to podcasts, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, no doubt. I'm a big fan of podcasts. We talked in the pre-thing here. I think we had listened to a lot of the same ones. A uh, big Gary V fan. Uh, and for any listeners out there, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, highly recommend, but turn it down if the kids are in the car. Yeah, yeah. He, he will some drop fly. some bombs. <laughs> he will drop bombs. some bombs. But he's you know great on social media and I, you know, as, as he says, you know, he tries to see where the puck's going before, yeah. uh, and, you know, and, and, and podcasts. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I love it. I mean, I get tired of driving around because, you know, we go to a lot of appointments just like you guys, house to house, you know. Well, not so, like us, but other. Successful real estate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, windshield time. And yeah. It's been a lot of windshield time. Yeah. And, you know, I can only listen to Born to Be Wild or, you know, or, uh, you know, I, I don't know all the new ones my kids know, but I mean, you know, I can after I hear a song three times, I've heard it. You know, yeah. And I listen to talk radio, and that just makes you mad. So, yeah. and I used to listen to sports radio, and that just makes me mad. Yeah. <laughs> so, especially after last night. I know. <laughs> oh, man, no, that was a tough one. Dang. 
But I love podcasts. Um, I love listening to books, audible.com. I'm a big fan of that. But the great thing about podcasts is it's very up to date. Uh, and there's podcasts on almost everything that you want to listen to. And, you know, I call it Windshield University, man. I'm, yeah. you know, class is in session. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's cool if I hadn't listened to one of my favorites for a while and I've seen they've dropped like five or six new shows. I can't wait for a road trip. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm driving to the beach. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, but I got a whole bunch of, uh, you know, uh, John Lee Dumas to listen to or something. So I look forward to it. And it's, you know, it's Windshield University. It's productive, making your time driving productive. You know, so I mean? other than Gary Vaynerchuk and Entrepreneur on Fire with John Lee Dumas. Is there any other podcast that you recommend the listeners to check out besides the uh, Jones Zone podcast? Obviously, the Jones, the, the Jones Zone, absolutely, and the successful <laughs> and home the successful inspector, homes, the home inspector yeah. podcast. Well, and that's where I came. I was like, I wish there was a home inspector podcast, and there isn't one. Right. Yeah. So, so I made it. But yeah, I like uh, John Lee Dumas, uh, Grant Cardone is Grant a Cardone. Really big one. Um, obviously, Gary Vee, um, and also I love uh, Joe Polish. Um, uh, Tim, what is it? Uh, Joe, I love marketing podcasts. It's Joe Polish and Dean. I can't think of the other guy's name. Check it out though. It's okay. kind of Dean uh, something. He's he's a real estate agent down in Florida. Okay. Um, and then Joe Polish does another one with Dan Sullivan called the 10X podcast, and that's really good. Now, granted, they're all trying to get you to join this coaching thing, right. which is like a lot of money, uh, which I haven't done that. But yeah. you know, you get a lot of value and gold nuggets out of there. I mean. I think the thing is, you like in like we listen to your show. I bet you, you know, I pick up something. You know, I'm driving down the car and I pick up two or three things I can yeah, use. Just tidbits, you know. Yeah, well, and not only that, but I get out of the car and I'm I'm I'm, I'm pumped about my business because right. we've been talking about business mm-hmm. and you know, like hey, versus if I listen to news talk radio or something, nothing against. I'm on there, but it's all bleed that lead. I mean, you get out of there yeah. and they tell you all the things going wrong in the world. Doom. Yeah, yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it. And you get out of the car depressed. And I, I've noticed it. I had to stop listening. I, I told my wife, I said, I can't listen to BT anymore. It just, it yeah, just, yeah. I gotta listen. But when I listen to podcasts all day, I'm all happy about my business. Yeah. I'm positive. I'm like, you know, just, just change my whole outlook. So all you listeners out there, keep listening to the Jones Zone <laughs> and, and tune in to the Successful Home Inspector podcast. They're it's, almost as good as those other ones. We <laughs> I actually stole Windshield University from you. I've heard you Did say it? that before. And somebody else was talking about uh, the differences between, you know, once you stop listening to music and started listening to Audible or podcasts. And I, I was like, yeah, man, my buddy calls it Windshield University. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I stole from one of your episodes. No, that's but, great. Well, uh, Audible's great. I mean, like, audible.com, I mean, I think you can get, I was on the deal where it's $15 a month. I think it may be 20 now, but you get two books a month. Yeah. And I love Audible. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love it. It's the, but the, you know, the great thing about podcasts are they're very timely. I mean, you know, by the time you listen to something in a book, especially if it's a social media type thing, by the time that books come out, I mean, that information's six months old. But, you exactly. know, Gary Vee or you guys drop something on a podcast, like, hey, mm-hmm. Google just did this new algorithm. It's very timely. You know what I mean? Yeah. How has the marketing and your business changed over the years, like with all this new stuff? Oh, I mean, you got into the question. business along, you know, they weren't doing all this. Right, I mean, what are right. some of the things that you've picked up along the way? Great question. I mean, um, I started um, in the mid-90s, mid to late 90s. Back then, you just got business cards print up. Mm-hmm. You just went to the office. You drop your cards off. Hey, they call you. You come do an inspection. We come right and do it on a, a, a three 
part carbon report. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Just write it out and separate it. And there's one copy for you, one for the client, and one for me. Wow. Now there is something to be said for the simplicity of that. I mean, that was great, you know. But now nobody does carbon report. Oh, and, and we started adding photos. We literally did the Polaroid one step. <laughs> I have them. <laughs> I mean, you would literally take a picture and I did that carbon report. I'd say, see picture one. Then I would write on the Polaroid picture one, oh, picture my two. Goodness. And boy, you know, it was like a dollar a shot. It was like ten dollars for a pack of ten, you know. And if you got it out of focus or something, but that was state of the art. Yeah. And from there, we went to the digital Mavica, man. I was one of the first ones to have that. Remember the three and a half inch floppy? Yeah, yeah. I I still got three of these things. I'm going to have a museum one day. And that was like state of the art, man. Started doing digital reports. But obviously, it's way changed now. Um, And, you know, as far as the marketing goes, I'm sorry I got off tangent there. You were actually asking about the marketing. It's gotten a lot more complex. Um, I think the way we buy houses has changed. Um, I don't think agents, back when I first started, almost every agent went in the office almost every day. Now it's like, you know, because I go market those offices, I hit them with flyers. I mean, there's some boxes I'm like, I've been here 12 times since they've been here. (laughs) (laughs) Probably ours, yeah. There's 12 of my flyers in there. Now some still go to the offices, and I still love, you know, to go to the, uh, you know, most real estate offices have weekly meetings, usually on Tuesday. I don't know why it's always Tuesday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you can get in front of them, do a lunch and learn, something like that, it's great. But I think the biggest change has been social media. You, you've got to have a presence on social media. And, and that's where people ask now. I mean, it's like, you know, I do it. I mean, like, where's a good barbecue place? I put that on Facebook. I had 80 responses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, people are passionate about, well, they're passionate about barbecue. But <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. If somebody knows or has used something good, service, whether it be a real estate agent, home inspector, they they want to they want to share. So, what are some of the things you're doing on social media? You got Facebook and all these other platforms, and what are some of the stuff that that you can do? That, oh, awesome! That you guys do awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, can I share that? And then anybody who has a business out there, can yeah, I share yeah, it with you? If you have a business out there, um, what you want to do is just like it says, social. Be social. Think of it as like a big cocktail party. Um, If you went to a cocktail party, think about it, or a Christmas party or something. I mean, let me tell you what not to do. If you went in there like, hey, man, uh, you know... Who, who's your life insurance with? You know, I think I could save you some money on that. Let, let, I tell you what, come, come put, here. Let me put off. Let, let, let me let me look at your policy. I think I can save some money. And then you go over to somebody else. And say, hey, uh, you know, I don't know about those dishes you got. You know, I sell Tupperware and uh, I got a couple Tupperware. Samples. I got a couple samples out in the car. And hey, man, I'm sure, you know, pretty soon people will be like, who the hell invited that dude? Yeah. You know, it's too salesy. It's sales breath, or you know, I've heard it. You know, really dog, breath. dog breath or commission breath or whatever. I think what you want to do is just like being social. You want to be the person who adds value. Mm. And how do you add value? You're entertaining. You're useful. You 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 bring knowledge. Or you, you know, when people see you coming, like, oh yeah, man, I like that dude. You know, because in some way or another, when he comes or she comes and sits down, she adds value to the conversation. Funny or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know that person that comes, you know, immediately like, uh, hey, uh, I work for Amway. He's just like. Uh, yeah, I got a thing. We got to go. <laughs> By the way, I was going to go to lunch with these guys, but they're like <laughs> decking out on me now. <laughs> I got some Tupperware in the car. <laughs> we know somebody that sells Tupperware. She does oh, a great no. job. Man. Oh, she no. She no, no, it's fine. No. You're going to tell her, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> no. No, she, she what are some common, um, common issues, especially here in the Carolinas, that you see? Because you, you do a bunch of home inspections. Right. 
foundation issue? What, what are some common things here locally that you see all the time or very often? Um, sure. Do you want to – I'm trying to break it into like major or minor things. Well, Chris and I know firsthand the toilet seat issue. What's, what's, what's with these it's loose toilets? It's a rocking toilet, yeah, right? It's not the seat so much as it is. It's the, the loose bowl. But it's yeah, like any, toilet, anything yeah. like any like uh, any common issue that you see that people should look out for when they're getting a home inspection. Sure, sure. Let me – I'll tell you what. I'll start at the top, like okay. the, big, the big ones. Uh, and then I'll just sort of work my way down to just a lot of common ones that you find that uh, – may not necessarily be a huge issue, but very common. Uh, the big ones, obviously termites, huge. I mean, we live in the south, and the further south you go, the worse the termites are. Um, we have the eastern subterranean termites here, which they're not the real aggressive, like the Formosan ones they have down in Georgia and Florida, but left unchecked over several years, they can do a lot of damage. So uh, termites are a big deal. Drainage, water is a big deal. Make sure that the water is getting away from your foundation because if you don't have good drainage around your house and water's piling up along beside your footer under your crawl space, that footer is going to drop. You're going to get some cracking. You're going to get some structural issues. Also, if that moisture is under your house or getting trapped, you're going to get mold, wood rot. So moisture and termites by far number one and two as far as the damage that is caused. And the other big thing, we kind of alluded to this earlier, termites, you know, homeowners doesn't cover termite damage. Homeowners covers like your house is flooded, hit by lightning, catches on fire, all that sort of thing. But if it's got termite damage, they're, they're looking at that like that was something that could have been prevented. Mm -hmm. You know, that wasn't an act of you know, mm -hmm. instant bad karma or whatever. You right. know, um, so that's why most lending institutions require a termite letter. You know, they obviously require insurance because if it burns down or gets hit by lightning, you know, they, yeah. they, they're out 200000 bucks if not, or, you know, whatever it is. So that's why they require that. But those are the big things. Roof, uh, structural issues are the big things. Now, the common issue things, uh, broken seals on windows all the time. Um, again, we live in the south. Uh, those windows that actually face south have the most exposure to the sun. And, you know, we have those dual-pane windows. Those seals break, and you'll see it foggy windows. Uh, good news on that, most of those have a 10-year warranty. So if you've got a window that's 10 years old or less, it should be under warranty. Uh, that's real common. Um, air conditioning issues, uh, you know, again, we live in the South. It keeps going back to that. Uh, if you've got a two-story house, I can almost guarantee you the top floor, is the air conditioner is going to go first because warm air rises, so the top unit's got to work a lot harder. Uh, I mean, I can almost bet on it when you walk around. You know, there's, you know, there's even apartments, you know, three-story apartments, and there's one new unit, and I like, that's the third floor. Yeah. <laughs> and it usually is. Um, but, yeah, air conditioning, that's a big thing. Um, that that uh, you ever see the, the Freon line on the air conditioner, you'll see two lines. One's the big line with the insulation. That's the gas line because it expands it um, and it has it's cold. You ever sprayed that Fix-A-Flat or the, the stuff on your computer to blow the... Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, well, it gets it cold, yeah. yeah. Because what's happening is you're going from liquid to gas. Uh, you're ex uh, expanding and that's what happens in an air conditioning same thing it gets very cold and it blows air uh, air across it that's why the air feels good but because it's cold it collects water and it, the condensation comes off of it so what happens is they don't change their filter very often which happens yeah um, that drain gets clogged up or it gets insulation or dog hair or something in and then you see it overflow into that pan there's a catch pan mm -hmm. yeah the catch pan yeah that's really like a temporary that's not your primary way it's supposed to drain if you feel that see that pan full up and usually you'll see it come out to one of the windows you'll see the little pipe yeah that's basically the way to think about that is like that donut spare tire you got yeah. that's just to protect you temporarily if you see water coming out of there your main line is clogged you need to get that thing unclogged 
And I can't tell you how many times, I don't know if people just don't know it, but it's been going on so long, the pan has been rusting. And you can actually see the rust coming down the side of the building. Uh, I mean, yeah. I've literally almost gone up to people's houses and say, <laughs> I know you don't know me, but yeah. it's public service announcement. You're about to have a big problem. Yeah, yeah. When that pan fills up and goes through your ceiling, that's going to be bad. Get your primary line clogged. And, yeah. and that all goes back to people not changing their filters. And you know what? If you got rental houses, have somebody go change them. Mm. Renters never change their right. filters. But uh, I don't know. Did that answer your question? Yeah, I mean, that was a great question. There's a ton of stuff. I mean, it's all maintenance type stuff. I mean, you know. <laughs> you mentioned radon earlier. Why don't you touch on that a little bit? And you know David. He yeah, the store. Yeah. He came on. Yeah, he, yeah. he works with you guys, right? Yep, yep. David does inspections for us, and uh, he has a, a a different business. He does radon mitigation and puts in the mitigation systems. Uh, radon is a colorless, odorless gas. Uh, the only way you're going to know what's there is to test for it. It's the breakdown of radioactive material in the earth, and it's everywhere. I mean, it's more prevalent in certain places, and it's also more prevalent uh, in newer houses that are really energy tight. Because mm. what happens is, you know how we said warm air rises? Mm. Well, think about this for a second. It's really cold today, right? Um, you live in a house. The house is heated. Well, there's cold air pockets down in the ground. Cold air wants to rise, I mean, wants to go to warm air. So it wants to rise. I mean, it basically sucks up into your house. Uh, so you need to test your house. Um, if it's over four picocuries per liter, uh, you're going to need mitigation, which is what David does. Uh, and it's if it's over four Pikachus? <laughs> if it's over four what? Picoliters? Beanie Babies. <laughs> uh, Have you been playing that game? Uh, what is it? Ketcha? Ketcha? Po- Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah. My son went through a phase of that when it, when it first came out. Man. My kids did too. I had to get him out of the house. I was glad it came out. I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's go out. Let's find uh, some Pokemons. Well, I was thinking if you own a deli or something, how do I get a Pokemon here? Yes. <laughs> Somebody was doing that. I can't remember who. I think it was a gym or somebody had a Pokemon. Now, they would want them, but if it was your private house, you'd be like, get that Pokemon out of my yard. It might have been a restaurant or somewhere. Uh, All right, so you mentioned uh, educating your clients on giving them some basic uh, maintenance tips. What are some of those that we can share with our audience? Oh, absolutely. Well, can I give you a website, too? Yeah, yeah, We've got a whole bunch. If you go to homeinspectioncarolina.com, go to Realtors Corner, but it actually, it's for everybody. Uh, There's home maintenance tips. Uh, There's also a pre-selling checklist. So basically, uh, if you're a pre-inspection checklist. So if you guys, if you have a listing or it's getting ready to go through, uh, we've got like 40 items that we we check for there. Um, Just a lot of, you know, drainage, uh, gutter issues, uh, leaks at the faucet, uh, just all that kind of stuff. You want to fill up all your basins, you know, your sink and your tub, pull the plug, look underneath, see if there's any leaks, that sort of thing. Uh, just you know, tells you about what your temperature differential should be. Just uh, just a lot of common stuff. But yeah, go on there to a Realtors Corner on HomeInspectionCarolina.com, and there's a whole bunch of checklists on there, and you're welcome to download them, okay. print them out. Uh, if if you guys want to, anybody wants to use it, uh, rebrand it to themselves. I, I'm perfectly fine with that. Cool, man. All right, man. Well, dude, let's take a, a minute or so and just kind of wrap up. Break, okay. Take, take us home. Remind people who you are, what you do, and more importantly, how they can get in touch with you if they want to uh, 
reach out to you. Okay. Well, I am Preston Salem. I own Home Inspection Carolina. Uh, you can check out, uh, is it all right to throw out my website? Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, HomeInspectionCarolina.com and also on Facebook. Uh, we're always putting out uh, tips and articles and stuff like that. Uh, we just want to be helpful. I mean, I want to give value. You know, we talked about Gary Vaynerchuk. That's the big thing. You know, you, you just always give value without, you know, asking for it in return. I mean, you know, if you give enough value into the world, the world will give you value back. Yeah, and, no doubt. and it feels good. You yeah. know? It feels good. So anything I can ever do to help anybody, I certainly will. Um, if anybody has any questions uh, about their home or anything like that, please uh, email me and uh, I'll try my best to answer it or find somebody who can. All right. Well, Preston, thanks for coming right, on the Jones Zone, man. You. Pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hi. Thanks so much for listening to the Jones Zone Podcast with Chris and Brian Jones. We'll catch you on the next episode.